And so we finally reach the conclusion of the Big Pile Trilogy, in which we confront the Big Pile itself, that is, the huge heap of content that is Disney+, and how it feels to access this great treasure trove a few years in. It feels different, doesn't it, than back in 2020 when we all first signed up. In fact, something's in the air about streaming in general, isn't it? And something's in the water, circling. That's what we're here to talk about today. This discussion takes us through some films we wanted to talk about but couldn't really bring ourselves to do full episodes on, specifically Disenchanted, Hocus Pocus 2 and the Rescue Rangers movie. And remember, we recorded this back at the start of 2023, originally as the second half of our review of Strange World, which you heard last episode. So this follows on directly from that, but it became clear a way in that we were making a separate episode. So there's going to be references to things that were going on then, Adjust your context dial accordingly. So, as we start this new, separate episode of Serious Disney, we sort of clumsily work our way away from talking about Strange World, which means that we start out still talking about Strange World. Here we go. On, you know, on a sort of broader level, I kind of wonder if this film and this film's failure is now it for Disney ever trying to make a science fiction adventure oh, ever again. yeah. Because every time they've done it, it has just whacked them in the face. Mm. Even the one time, even the one and only time in my book that they did it well, which was Atlantis. Right. Which I think is genuinely good. And genuinely I like good. Atlantis. Yeah. And, and at least a couple of times in the last few weeks when I've mentioned I like Atlantis, I've got funny looks and derision. From people who've seen it, yeah. or what? Yeah. Okay. I, I couldn't. I can't remember yeah. who. So I don't know if this was out in the wild world or if I'm just complaining. Why did about you just scream it in the middle know. of Asda? Yes, that was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Atlantis is like sort seems to be thought of as like not a terrible film, but kind of a mistake and a and a doesn't yeah whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not good. But I liked it. I liked it. I genuinely think it's good. Yeah. Um and underrated yeah. in a way that I don't think of Treasure Planet and I absolutely don't think of this mm. uh, but what unites them all is they all tanked <laughs> um, and I <laughs> just wonder if this might be the final straw now Yeah, maybe they will never try this ever again no. I think science fiction is getting a bad rap here Yeah, but I don't know it just happens sometimes Like it, there was this long run of movies about Mars flopping <laughs> at the box office. And I think that's part of why they changed the name of John Carter yeah? to John Carter instead of John Carter of Mars, really? which is the name of the book. Um, I and, didn't know there was Mars films that were flopping. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like... Mars yeah, Needs Mums. Yeah. What else? Mission to Mars, Red Planet. Like, Don't know about them. Yeah, no, like there's there's a there's a there's a bit of a spate of like Mars and Martian themed kind of movies. Oh, it's but, a shame they didn't wait and do John Carter after The Martian because that was very successful. Yeah, the Mar the Martian was successful. <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird, uh, and Hollywood gets weird ideas into its head sometimes. Oh, I can't remember what it was I was watching recently or listening to, but I, th whatever it was, they were pointing out how many things that I just think of as fundamental things that existed in my childhood as part of a broad spectrum of entertainment that was, no, that, that, no, that only exists because of Star Wars. That was yeah. someone, that was, no, we need a Star Wars, we'll make this. Yes. And that's like everything I've ever seen up to the age of about 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, up to and including Star Trek ever coming back. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um... 
<laughs> but yeah, speaking of like Hollywood getting weird ideas into yeah, head yeah. sometimes. Like, yeah, I we wanted to sort of use this opportunity to kind of, yeah, just spin off now into a bit of a broader discussion about, like... Because, yeah, Strange World... Like Dave prefaced at the beginning of the episode, like, mm. we do seem to have got to this point where I feel like everyone... Go, you know, when Disney Plus launched and, and you know, when we were getting stuff like Encanto and all that, yeah. there was kind of a... And a bit of an excitement mm. about things, yeah. And like, and the reason, the yes, the reason why in the intro I connected them together is because I think of D- Disney films now. I think of put themselves in a position where the yeah. cinema release of them don't really count. Yeah, it's when they drop on Disney Plus that it matters. And I think, like, my memory of when Encanto, we could look this up later, but my memory of when Encanto songs were topping the charts was summer. It was after the streaming release. Yeah, like it was a it was a bomb in the cinema. Yeah, in the like it didn't do very well at all. Mm. Then it came out on streaming, and then everyone got all over it. Yeah, and that's when all the songs started going viral and so forth. Which I'm glad that it discovered that second shelf life, but it's tied in with the overall broader picture. Um, that's happening not just at Disney but across Hollywood uh, recently mm-hmm. in the last year or two where everyone has bet super hard on streaming as the yeah. future and I think in the last few months people are starting to realise that mm-hmm. it isn't mm-hmm. uh, because yeah like that is the other aspect of Strange World um, about its cinema release why I don't maybe they didn't promote it as hard as they could have because maybe there's a lot of people these days who are starting to treat the cinema release as this weird little obligation you have to yes. do uh, before it gets to its real home, which is streaming. Hmm. And that is ass backwards if your intention is to make any money yeah. off the thing that hmm. you're making. And, it's, and it is of their own making. This isn't yeah. just a cultural shift. Like, okay, yeah, the pandemic is a big part of it. Yeah. But, and the fact that you know, we've all got good tellies, like, it's, it, it, may, this cultural shift may have come eventually anyway. Yeah. And it was just accelerated by the pandemic. Absolutely. But Disney made Disney Plus, and they expressly told us that it was going to be this they they might as well have said you don't have to bother seeing these films in the yeah. cinema anymore because you're going to have them in your home along with everything else we ever make. Yeah, and like I guess they just didn't realise that that would be a different message from what we had before, which is like you know yours to home on home video. Yeah, wherever good video cassettes are sold. Yeah, and now no, we've kind of gone. Oh, I've, I've got it. I've got that. I've got Disney at home. I yeah. don't need to go out. Yeah, and. And get it or pay for it again because I mean yeah. that, that was the thing we yeah. like getting oh now to own on video cassette mm. you had to buy that yeah and I just don't understand I don't understand the economy of it at mm. all I have to say well I think we're starting to see that the economy of it is, is, is does it remind yeah. you at all of like where, that time when based on just an arbitrary whim that someone got wrong at the top of Facebook the, pi- the pivot to the video. pivot to video yeah. Do you wonder if Netflix just weren't telling everyone how much money they were losing? Or yeah, I'd absolutely think that. And I think that's why they were so opaque about viewer numbers. or Viewer how, numbers, yeah. Uh, uh, how they actually ever calculated what was a success or not. Yeah, because we're seeing now, just literally as we record this now, we're, yeah. in, we're in something of a height of 
watching Netflix fall apart. Yep. What was it that happened the other day? I can't remember, but loads the, of things. The, the password sharing thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they had to quickly dial back from that because a, f- a few people went no and unsubscribed. And they're like, oh, no, 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 please yeah. stay. And they're cancelling even their most popular shows now. Like, they're, they're, even they, even, like, yeah. things that are doing well are getting the one season and suddenly axed treatment. Yeah. It's getting really weird. It feels like it we're is. watching them collapse yeah and i mean a lot of the streaming like that these big shifts to streaming are producing similar results mm. you know like disney plus in you know the what, what big part of the reason that uh, bob chapek left w- was ousted from his position mm. as disney ceo recently is yeah because their their financial reports came in and they lost like a billion dollars mm-hmm. on disney pl- on their streaming division oh. specifically oh i think something similar happened over it might have been peacock you know cbs's streaming mm. service just huge losses yeah. and it's like and there was all that we, there must be some of this behind that thing at HBO Max where they just oh, yes. started deleting everything, right? Yeah, deleting stuff, writing stuff off for tax yeah. reasons. Yeah, it's all to do... It yeah, will, Batgirl, yeah, all that. Yeah, just not releasing it and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, we're, we're now so deep into Batgirl and things like it that people just now... I've started seeing people not even react with surprise, but just talk about, like, yeah, a thing that people do now is that they make a film to write off for tax purposes and we never see it. I've seen that discussed as just a thing that's going to happen. I think it happened to three films in the last month or something. I'm sure I saw an article like that. So, like, the numbers might be wrong there, but something like that. It's weird. And just, to me, it's like, surely this was always common sense. Mm. Like, I mean, say for example... I was thinking to myself the other day, like, so, you know, I watched a lot of stuff on Disney Plus, and like, one of the things I really like is uh, the Star Wars animated series, The Bad Batch. Mm. You know, it's a follow-up to The Clone Wars, and one of the things I like about it is it looks hella expensive. Mm. Like, you know, they are clearly splashing the cash on that series. It's, like, magnificently well animated and so forth. And I'm just worried that, like, yeah, but, like, how is this sustainable? Yeah. Because I'm thinking about, like, okay, this is the successor series to The Clone Wars. When George Lucas, when Lucasfilm made The Clone Wars, right, so presumably there was initial money changed hands with Cartoon Network, yep. who aired it. Then you would have got advertising money for, for when they for when they aired on, on TV. Yeah. Um, once it got to a certain number of episodes, you'd be able to sell it as a package for syndication to different networks. You know, you'd be you're selling it to networks worldwide, different, different, you know, uh, broadcasters and so forth. Then, you know, you'd, uh, you'd 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 have the DVD release. You'd have the box sets. You'd have like, you know, those little compilations of three or four episodes <laughs> that you find in for ninety nine p in charity shops all the time now. You know, all of these ways that people pay you for yeah. this very expensive cartoon series you've made for the bad batch it's just there isn't it yeah <laughs> like there's no advertise there's no advertising attached to it yeah you know i don't have to buy it yeah um i subscribe to disney plus but i subscribe the same amount to disney plus yeah as i ever did uh i'm not paying more when more of these things come out mm. how you know, there's no DVD or Blu-ray releases of it. You're not selling it to any networks. How does any of that work? Mm. And I think the answer is it doesn't. Yeah. Um, 
And I think, like, what we saw in the early days of streaming was just... The thing that was making up for it is that subscriptions hadn't reached anything resembling critical mass yet. Mm, yeah. They were still going right. up and up and up and up. So, like, for Netflix, it's like, well, yeah, we can afford to do this because more and more people are subscribing all the yeah. time. Like, the more things we make, the more people are subscribing. And then when the pandemic hit, subscriber numbers went through the roof yeah. for everybody. And I think everyone was like, whoa, mm -hmm. look at this. And cinemas are closed too? Let's put everything on there then. You know, the subscription numbers are, oh, they can only ever go up, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, not really. No, mm. there, there's, there's. I think they are now discovering that no, there's a roof to that. And once they start tailing off, because you've sat, you know, you've re you you've perhaps reached the maximum addressable market that your product is ever going to have, then how are you making money on any of these things you're doing? And like the the way that like Disney and 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 Netflix to varying degrees, they they seem to. Their approach just seems to be like, well, we need we need to make sure we're the only game in town almost. Yeah. Like, we need to make sure that we are the kings of this and that, like, everyone in the world is subscribed to our stuff. And that just means throwing projects at the wall so that we can say that we have the most stuff. Mm -hmm. We need to have things on there. They're fine. They're, what the, the wall they're hitting into there is the one that that we discussed in an episode when Disney Plus was new. Yeah. Which is that, like, the whole character of Disney Plus and what we want from it is not really sustainable in any sensible way. Because no. what you want is for there always to be new things to watch. Yeah. But you want that all to be of the highest quality. Yeah. And, uh, compared to anything you've ever seen before. Yeah. And it... And you can't. They're and you also want all the old stuff... And all the old stuff, yes. ...to be there. Yes. Permanently. Yes. So you never ever have to pay for it ever again. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so they can't remarket it. They can't yeah. Disney Vault anything. They can't do anything. And like, great, that's good for us. That's really cool because yeah. that's what we've not had for a long time. Yeah. But now you look at it and you see how, yeah, there are streaming services deleting, uh, like, episodes of Sesame Street that that's the only place you can get them and now you can't get them. Yeah. And didn't they delete half of the Warner Brothers, the Looney Tunes cartoons and Probably stuff? Maybe. Uh, and stuff like this. Stuff yeah. that's like important yeah. is starting to go. And if like, if Disney Plus were to do that without pivoting straight back to Blu-ray or whatever, yeah. that would be a, a blow to culture, I guess. One like, thing I saw like literally this morning uh, a report in Bloomberg is that apparently, like, you know, Disney now under Bob Iger are, like, they're apparently looking into the possibility of sort of shopping old content out to other companies again. Oh. So, God. you know what I mean? Like, maybe things are going to come off Disney Plus and yeah. stop being resold to other, yeah. other, like, broadcasters or streaming services again. Yeah. Maybe because they realize, well, if we just put it on Disney Plus forever, yeah. we've turned off the tap. Yeah. Of money coming from yeah. all of those old things. We all made. of them. They've, yeah, yeah. It's like they've, it's like they've thrown out everything they had, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Away. Um, to us, which is nice. That's nice for us. Yeah. yeah. Sort of. I have because I'm an archivist. I'm yeah. the sort of person who, whenever a, you know, a, a, a new five minutes of yeah. presenter to camera stuff from CBBC in 1990 that hasn't <laughs> existed before shows up on YouTube in someone's 
digitized VHS tape, I save that yeah, yeah. on multiple hard drives because <laughs> I know it'll go again. Yeah, 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 yeah. As that person, as that archivist, it, I have... I'm not satisfied by the no. fact that I now have all this stuff because I know it can go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm worried about that. You have it all, but in the most ephemeral yeah. way possible. Uh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and there's a there's a there's a point I didn't quite finish before, but it's because I couldn't then and can't now figure out exactly how to paint the picture I'm trying to tell. But the thing about us wanting Disney, what what we wanted Disney Plus to be, I would describe as like. Um, as much as I can watch and then more basically yeah. I'm thinking of this this torrent of stuff and as good as possible and all as good the as time possible all the time yeah no bad stuff but and and so I don't know why I feel I didn't make that point I did make that point but so there's something missing from it that I haven't got across but anyway it's imp- it's impossible what I want from Disney mm. plus is impossible for more than a few days yeah because in those few days they can put everything on and it's like how what Disney plus didn't do they held some stuff back but they didn't do like virtual console it yeah they didn't go like ah here's two games that's going to make you think you've got loads and then actually we'll just spend years releasing almost nothing yeah they didn't do that they put loads of stuff up yeah they put can of worms up (laughs) they had everything they had they put up including stuff nobody wanted yeah so by the way if you want us to cover can of worms yeah up your pledge Um, (laughs) they so there is still stuff they could put on yeah but it's not going to be... They're not going to... They, there is... Right. Here's how I'll put it. Have they Have they actually put Tailspin up yet? Yes. Right. Well, imagine they hadn't. What haven't they? Wuzzles. Have they put that up yet? No. Okay, Wuzzles then. We'll stick on there. There's no incentive for them to ever do it. Because no. it would not change our subscription fee at all. No. It no. wouldn't do anything. All it would do is make us happier. And it wouldn't bring a, sing- a single new subscriber no. in. Yeah. No. No, and that's the thing. And Imagine I, if you were that guy. Here's another part of it. I'm kind of that guy. Here's another part of it. No, the one who won't subscribe until. Oh. <laughs> here's another part of it. We're now, we keep, we're so deep into how many Disney films there are that yeah. we keep forgetting what number we're on. Yes. That's happened in our lifetime. Like, yeah. I mean, well, also finding out what number one happened in our lifetime. But like, <laughs> yeah, true. once that was achieved, yeah, yeah. we knew where we were. Yeah. And... It wasn't that high of a number. Like, they hit 50 when we were, like, well and truly adults. Yes. Um, so when we were in our childhoods, you could you could feasibly know all of them. Yeah. There's now so many of them that a new one drops and nobody notices. Yeah. Um, it's now very difficult to picture all the Disney characters because yeah. there's so flipping many of them and, mo- and so many of them are in things that don't matter. Yeah. And well, do you know what? That was true before because of your fun and fancy frees and so on. Yeah. But they often found ways to remarket some it's of that true, stuff. Yeah. I knew about Mickey and the Beanstalk. There's now so much good content yeah. that nobody's really asked anymore about new ones. Yeah. It sort of doesn't really matter. Some of us watched Andor. Yeah. I, I watched a couple of episodes and I enjoyed them. Yeah. That's just, and I didn't watch any more episodes yeah, yeah, and yeah. I enjoyed them. Yeah. Because I know it's non stop. I know yeah. it's never ending. Exactly. It yeah. doesn't matter. There's no point. You'll never be able to catch your breath. So it doesn't yeah. matter. You might as well have a look or you might, or, or don't. Yeah. Or whatever. Strange World is out. Do you want to watch it? Don't matter. <laughs> yeah. That, that would never have happened. No. In the 90s. <laughs> no, it won't. The biggest problem it to and here's where I think we can pivot into some okay. of the other stuff we watched on Disney Plus recently that I think mm. exemplify this mm. is ultimately you'd have thought that this would be a wonderland for us in a lot yes. of ways, but it's not. What it does is it turns what should be art into content. Yes, and 
just stuff. Just stuff yeah. that they can make and put on there so they can say they've done a, they've mm. put a new thing on there this week yeah. so that when they send the email around or whatever they, they, yeah. they, they tweet out what's new on Disney Plus this week there is something yeah. and they don't if it's good great yeah if and it is a lot of it is yeah. like not just in Canto uh, turning red was brilliant yeah but like from their point of view if it's good great if it's not it's still a thing yeah yeah <laughs> you know uh, and then, so, uh, you know, but then even like, if it's good, they're not really going to say anything better than great, because they've got so many other things to yeah. move on to. Nothing is getting to breathe anymore. Mm. Yeah. Like, and this is, this is what gets missed about cinema releases of mm -hmm. things. It's not just the opportunity to see it on the big screen or whatever, which obviously I value tremendously. Yeah. But it's also, it's a time and place where a movie gets to prove itself. Yeah. Where it gets to have its own cultural moment. Yeah. Where it gets to be a thing that you go out of your house and you go to a place and you're like, one ticket for that, please. Yeah. And you go into the cinema and you have a relationship with that film yes. that isn't just I put on twenty minutes of it when I was while eating I lunch, lunch. Yeah. and then forgot I ever did. Yeah, while while waiting to get back onto social media. Yeah, exactly. You did that, and you got to go and have that, and then it was in cinemas for two, three months. Yeah, in that state, so that you could start telling all of your friends, and word yeah. of mouth could spread. And you could, have you seen it yet? Have you seen it yet? Yeah, and then they could all go and have a similar type of experience. Then once that's over, you go to the next stage because there are next stages mm. under the old model. Yeah. Like then you get the 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 DVD release yeah. or whatever, and like you get to have a whole second Happy Meal then. Basically, and like I was just <clears throat> I was in CEX the other day, and I was just like I was just like looking at some of the DVD sets, you know the the secondhand DVDs, and I was just looking at like. Look at what we used to get from a DVD. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was looking at like the the DV the the two movie DVD set of like the Mummy movies. Okay. You know, the Mummy and the Mummy Returns. That's a good pick because I would not expect that to be rich with extra stuff. Lovely little collection. Yeah, you know, it fold. It's like got this nice artwork. It all folds yeah. out. You get all the discs. You get a whole bonus disc, and you look on the back. <laughs> and it's just packed full of like yeah. all these little features that are like look they're probably not warts and all documentaries yeah. and so forth but it's just it's something that creates a little cultural moment around that film it's like yeah. you buy it and you're a fan of the mummy and you know you, <laughs> yeah. you you watch all these little featurettes about how they made the film and yeah. there's a you know there'll be a director's commentary by there a yeah. standard all the making ofs all the it is so weird that director's commentaries have fallen under streaming, even yeah. though it's the perfect Place format for to them. Put them. To, yeah. yeah. And, like, for the sake of argument, like, just for the sake of comparison, I was like, that's interesting, looking at this set of The Mummy movies, two normal films, yeah. just run-of-the-mill yeah. films. And then I went over and was like, let me look, for point of comparison, at the Blu-ray for Avengers Endgame. Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> the then biggest yeah. movie of all time. Yeah, huge it's, tentpole event. Yeah. Everyone can quote it. Yeah. It's like there's like three featurettes. Yeah. And it's like, 
because once it leaves the cinema now, yeah. if it were, if it ever got to the cinema at all, it it, it is content now. Yeah, it, it just goes into the the river. That what you're talking about there is about things that create memories versus things that don't. Yeah, you know, I've realised that um, on my other podcast, I often make a point of all my happy memories of childhood and so on. And yeah. I've realized that most of my anecdotes and like big strong memories from my life are actually from family holidays yeah. rather than from ordinary life or, yeah. or even school or whatever. Uh, certainly a lot of my memories of my family happened on holiday. Well, I interacted with those same people doing the same stuff, eating food together and doing other things yeah, yeah. <laughs> and miscellaneous. <laughs> yeah. I interacted with those people every day of my life. Yeah. But the majority of memorable things happened when we went for a week into a new, interesting environment. Yeah. Well, that's what we're talking about here. That's going to the cinema. Yeah. Going because someone like now, someone like Jahan half lives at the cinema. So like a, a normal part of his life is being yeah. a film. For most people, it's somewhere in between where it's like, yeah, we we go to the cinema sometimes. Yeah. And it's just rare enough that it's special yeah. without being whoa, I can't believe I went to the cinema. Yeah. But you create memories by doing that, and then maybe you look for somewhere to eat, and you sit down with your friends then, or your family, or whatever, and you, there's memories being formed, memories. Yeah. Whereas <clears throat> the Disney Plus model and other streaming models, nothing is happening in your brain at all. You are a lump on the couch. Yeah. And you reach out slightly towards whatever remote you've got, yeah. and you go like, uh, that'll do. Uh, and, then what, and it's such a nothing experience yeah. that you're, I suspect likely to form fewer memories about the film itself as well it doesn't have to be a nothing experience based on what you bring to it yourself yeah but the point is it's designed to yes. be because the moment what happens the moment a film is over on disney plus on uh, the menus the, the, the th next you're going to watch this boxes come up yes immediately it's like okay watch now now watch another thing yeah. and it's like that doesn't happen in the cinema, for example. <laughs> that doesn't happen when you go and buy a DVD, when you yeah. went and bought a DVD. It's because you kind of wanted to actually have a memory yeah. with the thing, with this actual yeah. film or TV show or whatever. Yeah. And everything is disincentivizing that. Yes. And yes, that's it. It's disincentivizing caring about its own content somehow. In the singular. In the collective, uh -huh. yes, you're absolutely engaged in the content environment, <laughs> in this infrastructure, in, in the giant mass. But any individual piece is completely interchangeable. Uh, yeah. um, Especially in the stage we're in now. Yeah. Whereas if something that may once not have been interchangeable, like imagine if on a streaming service you might have engaged with, for example, Star Wars. Yeah. But now... Star Wars is the name of 20 zillion different things, some yeah. of which are crap, yeah. some of which are the, the, some of the best stuff they've got. Yeah. And it's up to you to know which one's which. Yeah. And they, and, uh, but it's, it, it, the incentive is to just play it all and just let it all run through and not, not notice the difference, not separate them out at all and just get yeah. it all played. And the thing is, it does a disservice to a lot of it. The three films that I think we mentioned as like that we w you'll be, all be aware that it's been a while since we recorded. Yes. So at various times over the last twelve months, we have tried to arrange a time where we could have an episode where we talked about the uh, Rescue Rangers yes. reboot movie, 
and then there was one time where we were going to try and do one on Hocus Pocus 2. Yes. And also Disenchanted. Yes. And like, those are three films of varying quality, I would say. Yes. Um, but I have a slightly different relationship with each of them in terms of how much I feel like the fate of being a piece of Disney Plus content was a deserved one for them. Mm. So I know you kind of want to talk a little bit more about the film's... Just a bit. Just a bit. Purely be- purely so that there was a point to having suffered through them. Sure. <laughs> so, I'll let you take the lead. Okay. So, all three of those are films that I think pertain to this discussion. Sure. Because each of them tried to pass itself off as a tentpole release. <laughs> and taken it all together, they're just Disney plus fluff, aren't they? Yes. In the end, yes. And... So that is the and and I I think I knew that was what they were going to be and I can't yeah. really justify why I did. Yeah. Um so if you were wondering, I guess in order I loathed Rescue Rangers. Mm. I didn't enjoy Disenchanted. Mm-hmm. And Hocus Pocus 2 was all right. And that's like the opposite. <laughs> that's the opposite ranking of mine. <laughs> what? Did you love Rescue Rangers? I didn't love it. No, okay. but I thought it was the one that I thought Rescue Rangers was... No, I thought both Rescue Rangers and Disenchanted were done a real disservice by yes. not getting the chance to be more than they ended up being. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the case of, like... So, with Disenchanted... Disenchanted, like... I don't think it was a fantastic film. Like, I thought... You know, I like Enchanted. I yes. like the first one a lot. And you like that more than I do. But, yeah. I, you know, I don't hate it. But yeah. It's fine. And I thought that Disenchanted was, like... An inferior but serviceable sequel that mm. like hits some of the same be- some of the same notes that I liked about the first one, just not as well. Yes. But the thing about that is the the thing about like Disenchanted to me is like it's such a disservice based on how important I think Enchanted is. Uh-huh. I've always said that yeah. about Enchanted. Enchanted was a film was the the definition of the previ- of the previous model that I was describing where mm-hmm. it got to sell itself to audiences. Yeah. Uh, it got to have its time in the cinema. It got to be its own kind of cultural entity. And the fact that it got the chance to do that and win audiences around in the cinema was, I think, pivotal to the Disney, you know, the second Disney renaissance that we yeah. got. I really do. It was such an important step in rehabilitating the Disney princess brand mm-hmm. from the clutches of all that kind of, like, Shrek-spawned cynicism. Yeah. Like, it was their opportunity to have a big cultural moment around traditionally styled Disney princess movies where Disney got to be like, yeah, we're joining in on the joke about this as well, but if you also mm-hmm. think about it, don't you actually love these? Mm. We're making fun, but we're making fun in a way to make you remember that you like these, actually. Yeah. And it succeeded it, it, in that regard. It was a, it was really well-reviewed. It got multiple Oscar nominations. It was a big hit. It was a it, with audiences. And I feel like the fact that that got to be such a big hit really helped send the message of confidence back through to Disney that, hey, maybe people are ready for us to go back and do... Princess and the Frog and Tangled and Frozen. And Frozen. You know? Yeah. And so then the sequel to it, just thrown out there. Mm. No 
not even an opportunity to have a cultural footprint. No, but I think as well that the attitude to making it, I feel like it was made with that in mind. Yeah, possibly. It doesn't feel like it, because the thing about the original Enchanted, all of that stuff that you've just said, yeah, that's not an effect they seemed interested in replicating. Instead, yeah. they went like, because, because the thing about Enchanted was that it was like, well, what if we, the joke is, what if we take all of that stuff from Disney cartoons and we like put it in a cynical New York City yeah. and we like how that clashes with the real life. This film was just like a, it was just a cartoon episode about yeah. some, they, they just it wasn't really jokes about the stuff they were just in it. Yeah. It now they because they because the story is that Giselle is that yeah. She's worried that uh, she, she's annoyed because everyone around her is annoyed. Like people yeah. aren't liking their life and it isn't idyllic. So she uses a magic wand to wish that everything. And then she wonder visions, and that's what it yeah, is. And it's basically, WandaVision. yeah. And that uh, that's presumably I haven't looked deep into this, but that's presumably a well worn uh, ob- observation about it that it's it's wonder vision. Yeah, I, I don't think I've seen it specifically, but yes, I'm, but that's I'm surely people have. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> the ginger lady, creates a an idyllic town yeah. where everyone is happy, but without their consent. Yes. Now this version doesn't have them go like help us. There's no <laughs> consent, kind of like one division does, but yeah. but there isn't. They, you know, yeah. the, the grumpy teenager comes skipping downstairs in a nice dress. So obviously the same thing is happening. Yeah. Therefore, it can't have been thought about too hard, or they'd have realised, oh, we just released something with this story. Yeah. And by her changing her surroundings into a fantasy land, you take away what the first one had as its hook. Yeah, you take away its central tension, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I think I th- I, I think maybe part of the point, the, the part of the reason for that is, like, in a way, mm-hmm. as I just discussed, the first Enchanted was a little bit of a... It was, you know, it had a bit of a mission statement. It had a bit of a point that it was trying to prove mm. of, like, we're going to bring back some of that old-style optimism and idealism into what we are seeing as a cynical marketplace. Yeah. And, you know, just as in the film, we'll brighten up your outlook and make you realise that there's, a, you know, that there is a space in your heart for this stuff. All these years later, yeah, they won that argument. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's nothing to subvert. They, 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 they own media now (laughs) and there's nothing to subvert there's nothing to prove so this one doesn't really have as much of a a statement it doesn't have anything to say so instead it's just like oh let's pull funny faces for a while like it's just a lot of like well oh she's a baddie now and she's a baddie look there's her you know her she's off whatever she's from what is she from Maya Rudolph yeah what's she from I must have missed whatever is she from community or something I know she's she's on one of these comedians who came off SNL and like oh. therefore just gets everywhere. Yes. Well, she's we, good, I like her. Yes, but, no, yeah. me too. I've got nothing to answer. It's just that the, the context in which I've been introduced to her, which yeah. I think was in the good place. I think that's the first time I saw it. And it's always with this air of like, it's her off that thing you yeah. watch. And I'm like, what, 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 what? I, I, she, there might be a signature <laughs> thing yeah. she has. I, I don't know what it is off yeah. the top of my head. Um, So she gets to be a wicked queen and, and Giselle gets to be a evil stepmother well a wicked stepmother and yeah and it's just it's just it feels like playing it feels like play acting yeah they're just they're just mucking about for a film and it kind of feels like the sort of thing that i don't watch feel like the yeah. disney channel stuff i agree and i just can't help but think that like would it have turned out that way mm. if they would if it was a proper if it was film. a proper film yeah. that they were making in the cinema mm. I don't think so. No, neither I think, do I. I think when you're in the cinema, I think there's an additional incentive on the film's part 
to prove why you're there. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, it's like going up on stage. Like, you can't just go on stage and just sit there or whatever and just wait like, to see if you come up with anything yeah exactly you're on the stage and like people are paying money to be there yeah. so you you're putting your best foot forward whereas like on a, in the streaming thing they know that you are just sat there in your couch mm. having these things passively fed into yeah. your eyes so they don't have to try as hard to justify no. their existence because the only justification they need for their existence is there needs to be something yeah there needs to be and, and these are things that can make everyone go like oh and I think what there needs to be is not just what was on Disney Plus this week, but what's on Disney Plus next six months. Yeah. Like, that, we all looked forward to these films coming out because we yeah. heard about them. And we're like, oh, there's a new Enchanted. Oh, we watch it. And it's just, oh, oh, that. Oh, yeah. oh there's a new Hocus Pocus. And you watch it. Oh, yeah, okay. I suppose it would be like that. Yeah. Um, so, so, Hocus Pocus. Um, the reason I like that the best is yeah. actually for exactly the same reasons that I had to, good things to say about the original Hocus Pocus. Uh-huh. I thought the I thought the, the, the real life teenager story was quite good. I thought really? they were okay. Yeah. Okay. Now you understand. I'm yeah. talking about out of these three films. Yeah. I thought that what they had going was a potential setup for something watchable. You had the the the, the three girls were fine. They had a story. There was stakes in it. It was fine. And if anything good could have been done with that, and I'm not saying it really was, it was yeah, it was fine. It was all just blown out of the window when those three idiots have to swan around again. Yes, agreed. Um, and they, and they, and I don't like them. <laughs> I didn't in this one, that's no. for sure. Like that, my prob- that's interesting because my- I didn't really draw a distinction between their performance in the first one or this one. In the first one, what they were doing was they were. They were. It was pantomime, but it was pantomime villainy. You uh-huh. know, like it was, it was, it was addressing a niche that I said yeah. needs to be addressed of like the embrace of cartoon villainy. Yeah. Um, you know, I've said it about Strange World. There, it's like mm-hmm. we've moved into this post-villain society in in yeah. Disney terms, and I liked seeing this throwback to people just having fun with the idea of like, look at these horrible characters, but we're having fun doing yes. it. This time, yeah, I thought there was interesting points to the teenage characters, but once the three leads lead witches turn up, it's not a film anymore. No, that's just it. Yeah, yeah. they're not, and they aren't really interested anymore, or the film isn't interested in giving them an opportunity to actually, in any meaningful way, be the villains now. Mm. It's the same thing that happens to most um icons of like horror or villainy who get more than one movie to be in yeah after a while the 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 studio or the filmmakers they realize yeah but the audience are there for them Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know the old like yeah it was all well and good having freddy krueger be really scary the first time but by you know nightmare on elm street five or whatever we know people kind of hear because they want to see freddy krueger do his thing yeah so you know, let's let's have him play into that a little bit. And I thought that in this case, that really... It took performances uh, and writing that was already very broad yeah. and pushed it into, like, this should be a YouTube video. Like, this, is, <laughs> this feels like a YouTube video reunion, you know? Yeah. Like, you may as well have, like... Or, like, one night, you know, like, an evening with yeah. Hocus Pocus yeah. or whatever. Yeah, we'll play... And these are the host segments between clips of Hocus Pocus. Or... Yeah, exactly, yeah. It just, it ceased to feel anything like an actual movie to me. Yes. And then I got to the end of Hocus Pocus 2 feeling like, 
God, that's the perfect thing for Disney Plus, and, mm. and not in a good way. Mm. You know, this is content. Yes, that's all this is. And like, I don't. You know, beyond maybe 10, 15 minutes at the beginning, where it's like, yeah, maybe they're gonna try and do something with the teenager characters. I felt like they really lost interest in them after Definitely. after that yeah. point. And that, I think that's what that that was what annoyed me about it was it was because like. I'd actually been doing all right. Now I'd I'd just watched Disenchanted before that. Yeah. And I was sick of it. I was yeah. getting really cross. The way they all talk was very unnatural. Not as bad as in Strange World, but it was it was a bit unnatural. I wasn't into it. Yeah. And then this thing starts and it's like, "Oh, this is all right. The way the, these these are believably friends to me. They they this is fine. It's fine. It's like I'm watching a normal thing." And then yeah, and then it they stopped doing that as well. So yeah. it's all gone. And now I'm only there because I'm expected to think that these three ladies are inherently entertaining, and I, I don't, and I don't like them. Yeah. And I understand that's my fault. Like I, that it, that is who is supposed to watch Hocus yes, Pocus too. I get it that. It simply wasn't for us, <laughs> yeah, was it? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. And 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 frankly, I wouldn't have. This isn't one of those things where I'm like even lightly in the back of my mind annoyed at people who liked it yeah because there's plenty of things like that i am yeah. grumpy enough to have that yeah but no this is like yeah no if you're into hocus pocus you'll love this yeah um but I, but it wasn't very good and it, it just and so what it created and we'll get on to rescue rangers because this is different but yeah what it created was this feeling that like oh dear those would disney straight to dvd sequels yeah those were honey we shrunk ourselves yeah yeah and yes they were better than honey we shrunk ourselves because <laughs> yes you can just you can close your eyes and walk blindfolded backwards into a film and be better than honey we shrunk ourselves <laughs> but i could say walk into traffic <laughs> yeah <laughs> and cre- create a better spectacle than honey we spoke but they weren't proper films. No. And had they been, had there not been at Disney Plus, yeah, we we are looking at the branching of two realities. Yeah. Would those films have been either made better or not dumped ma- on DVD or not made or well or not made? Well, assuming they were made, yeah. Is that a DV- Is that a film that gets made better and put in the cinema and is actually good and worthwhile? And therefore, we were robbed of that. I think Disenchanted could have been. Mm. Like, I think if they'd applied the same. Um, standards to themselves yeah. that they would have that they did when they made Enchanted yeah. than Disenchanted would have been because I felt I feel like with that one they were maybe 60% of the way to something that I would accept in a cinema yeah. already like you know the effects work yeah. the cast like very you know good people in, in, in Disenchanted yes there's no there's nobody in it who I'm like oh, I hated them there's no bit of performance where I'm like that was terrible it's all fine and they're good they're good caliber mm. good quality people yeah. as well like it's <laughs> the best people only yeah. the best people yeah <laughs> but like but in a way that you know sadly I don't want to say that about Hocus Pocus too. <laughs> those are very much TV actors well, a lot yeah. of them you yeah. know um, whereas Disenchanted is like um, you know, these are movie stars doing things yes on, i see what you mean yeah in kind of yeah. a movie movie level spectacle or at least an approximation thereof whereas hocus pocus 2 isn't whereas hocus pocus 1 just about was mm, maybe. just about yeah. i mean it was in cinemas it was and like yeah it did maybe feel like the more natural home of it was the disney channel which is where everyone saw it yeah. uh but or video or whatever but like yeah, no, Hocus Pocus 2 was just a big f- fluff of nothing to yes. me. In the in the way that, like, 
I come to think of when I think of Disney Plus originals sometimes. Mm. Or like when I think of like what kind of deserves to be a Disney Plus mm. original in that respect. But well, yeah. Right. So, to, and you see what's happened there is that we've come to think of a, a Disney Plus original content in quite a derogatory way. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, because we've watched loads of it that's been great. Yeah. Um, like Andor, for yeah. a, I use that as an example because that's like that sort of made to sort of prestige TV yes. caliber yeah. and standard with with that level of like application yeah. of effort and craftsmanship. And it's weird that yeah that that falls under te- yeah. in one way the same bracket as Hocus Pocus yeah. too. And like it, you know, it's had its stumbles, but we all enjoyed Mandalorian, and like yeah. I enjoyed the Obi Wan show. Yeah, and um, and again. Week ending some stumbles, but I did enjoy One Division, and yeah. it, and it certainly had the feeling of an event, yes. of event TV, yeah. Which even that is becoming vanishingly rare now. Yeah, you mean for a streaming show? To yeah, because it's feel, all, yeah. it's all. They try and make you think it's all event TV now, and yeah. some of it is. Whenever, whenever on Super, no one will be. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Rescue Rangers, yeah. was a bit different. This was the one where it was sort of. It's not really a Rescue Rangers. Um, thing no. really, it's it's just a the, the, someone's had this high concept meta idea of like, what if we did what would what would the modern Roger Rabbit be? Yeah, and what properties can we get access to now, and, and yeah. what can we do with it? And I think I hated everything about yeah. it. I think I loathed every second of it. I think I resented. I heard myself saying resented that. That's a, a thing that I have. That uh, I, I would really understand if people listening to my content yeah. have come to be annoyed about with me. Yeah, is that I have this hair trigger for when I feel like something disrespects its audience. Yeah, and the response to that, whenever I go on a rant about something that does this, the response that genuinely does come back from multiple people is always like, um, "Let me see if I can characterize it properly without just doing a, a, a voice of a sort of whiny idiot." Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, it's for children, though. You're not you're not part of the audience that yeah. that it's made for. And like, actually, I I quite liked it, and I I thought it was funny, and I thought it was quite good. Um, because I'm a blithering idiot. Um, I no, I did. You, you I, did a good job there. I recognise that I have. <laughs> I do have a hair trigger, and it is the, the yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Ha- I I do perhaps need to adjust my settings a little bit because mm. whenever I see something tell a bad joke or or talk yeah. in that language we've been talking about yeah. that, that that baseless movie language i do sort of think like and you think that's that's what you think of your audience yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. think they'll like that i've re- i've most recently been taken to task for this because um this has been my analysis of the trailers for the new super mario brothers yes, movie yes no i know yeah 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 um because i plenty of people think that looks fine and yeah. it's including myself mm, yeah. and it, i just think it's cus- i think it's tailor made to feel like it's fine yeah and also anything that could be good about it has been removed like it's just like yeah it's just a sequence of images you recognize um and, We've not and, seen the film. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. I'm just. Talk- I'm just talking about the yeah. trailers. And I do. They, and by the way, yes, this is something that I uh, is a difference that I ought to make clearer when I make these little rants, which is that I actually do reserve the right to just think a trailer is a is bad. Yeah. Even and that might not affect what I, my opinion of the film would yeah. be. So if I'm doing a rant about a trailer, yeah, I'm not talking about the film, and, yeah. and people often think I am. 
I well, haven't you, seen you, it. I don't know. You you blur the lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that's the other thing yeah. is that I just I just think it's okay to go on a comedy rant on yeah. the internet, and unfortunately, people think it's actually someone. Like, they think I can change it by being angry, so yeah. they think they take me seriously. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm just... The joke is I'm an old man yelling at a cloud. Okay. But my... The, the, the central thesis... It's always based in reality, and my, course, my yeah. central gripe about the Mario film is that it's just... It, it's just strange world dialogue, hmm. but with images that I value pasted yeah. on it, thereby reducing the value of those images. Yeah, I and can that. And that annoys me. And yeah. it annoys me that they... But, but what annoys me the most is, like, I'm fine, I can let go of those images, fine. I've got the games that I like those images because of remain the same, it's yeah. fine. What does annoy me and that, it, that I find it very difficult to get anyone else on board with is yeah. that I don't like it when someone puts out a product that I perceive, perhaps incorrectly, but yeah. that I quite strongly perceive as being them going, are oh, these c***s will enjoy this. <laughs> They're idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I hate that, yeah. but no one else does because they enjoy it because they're. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so <laughs> that's what I think Rescue Rangers is. It's, see, yeah. it's built entirely out yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a film that is. I suppose. Well, to be to be a bit serious, uh, to, to to dial away from my. That's the that's what I enjoy doing. Sure. Yeah, I yeah. wish I could do that joke all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't. So to be serious, it's hard to do it online as well. Yeah, but I don't care. That's the yeah. Thing. But I People get 100 percent of your tone here that I yeah. don't get online. Yeah, it, be, it doesn't bother me. Like if people, it, it, I don't care if someone gets the joke. You don't then they care had a if nice people time. just think you're a worse person than you. Are. No, it, it, what? it doesn't matter. Like what? It, on on, it, I've gone round to Elon Musk's house and I made a fool of myself in his garden. Who yeah, cares? It's true. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, a more serious way of describing yeah, okay. what I feel about this film is that it is. Firstly, it relies on you having nostalgia for things that mean you're 40 years old like me. Yeah. Secondly, it is a calibre of film that only a very young child would watch. Hmm. And th or or that's, that's made for them. And thirdly, and this is what I mean by that, nothing happens in the film that isn't because they thought they were being funny about something. They'll, the, the whole it doesn't matter what the plot of the film is it's yeah. almost nothing at all it's just a string of jokes and references mm. with images attached to allow them to be broadcast <laughs> and the way I, you might have seen this uh, a couple of days ago at time of recording um, there, there's been a thread going around on Twitter viral thread that is like what is one piece of Mm -mm -mm, trivia that you know yeah. that's totally useless yeah. and um, one of them so there was the, I think the first one I saw was what's the video game trivia yeah. that you know and the most interesting reply that I've seen was from someone who worked on Dragon Age Inquisition okay and he said okay what my job was on Dragon Age Inquisition and frankly I'm surprised that's not an old enough game I'm surprised he's revealed this yeah um, with the level of candor that yeah. I'm sure you're going to reveal when you get on a horse in that game, you are now going faster than you can on foot, even if you hold run. Yeah. And I think there comes a time in nearly any game where you just hold run all the time. Yeah, cause, yeah. Because otherwise it's agonizing. Yeah. You get on that horse, and you're going along on the horse, and at some point you go, I'm going to hold run. 
and now the horse gallops really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't. Oh. It's a visual trick. Oh. They couldn't... That's the horse walking speed is the fastest the game engine could load in environments. Yeah. So, but they knew that everyone, having been trained by every other game, but even this game, to hold run all the time, they knew we were going to want it. So it's a placebo. It's a placebo. So what happens is the camera draws in. Yeah. Uh, the field of, v- of view either widens or narrows, whichever one it is. Um, and there are, and 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 of course, now that I know this, I'm, I've thought this before. I've gone like, am I going faster in this game, or is there just manga speed lines now? Yeah. Because I've seen that. In, I can't remember what game that might have been in position. Yeah. But uh, that's a trick that they use sometimes. Yeah. And you go, is this faster though? Well, this that didn't hurt me finding out that the horse yeah. in Dragon Age Inquisition doesn't. Have a run. actually run, yeah. Here's what hurt me, and, and I, I'm sorry to reveal this to you, but there is no run in Mass Effect. It's just a trick. Really? Yeah. Wait, with the first one? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And we all went round running, didn't we? <laughs> we certainly did. But it's nothing. And I thought before, and I can't tell you what game it was, but I played enough of Mass Effect, it might have been Mass Effect, like, uh. is this actually faster, or is this the camera? And yeah, and, and because all that happens is the camera moves closer to your head, which starts bobbing up and down a lot. Okay. That's it! Like, there's, there's I don't know what the nuances of the effect yeah. are, but the, and I've seen proof. There's a video that someone's made of going along one of the bridges on the promenade, so it must be the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, there's a person who doesn't move and is leaning against the edge. And in side by side, you cross by that person at this same frame of yeah. the video. It was a trick. Right. Well, that's what the jokes in the Rescue Rangers right. movie are. Okay, yeah. right? They have all of the surrounding material. The cadence of jokes. Yeah, yeah. they identify themselves as jokes. And yeah. like, I, I'm actually sort of half convinced that anyone who ever laughed yeah. at that film was just doing a social response. <laughs> Because we're social animals and we've we've yeah. been trained to recognise when something's meant to be funny. Yeah. Because like, no, they they have all the surrounding matter of jokes, but nothing funny happens and no, nobody says anything funny. And I wrote down an example. Okay. This is this is what that film thinks is funny, right? Sure. There's a shot. They're they're flying in the rescue rangers balloon thing. Yeah. And there's a shot of a city down below them. Yeah. And Zipper, who can talk in this, yeah, because he just made noises in the cartoon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Zipper says, ah, there it is, the foreboding fortress on the horizon. Yeah. And you think, well, why did he say that? That's a weird way to talk. And, like, I guess the city shot maybe had a main building in it that we're supposed to look at, but it wasn't a fortress, it was a normal, it was a normal building. Yeah. And then Gadget says, I love it when you talk fancy. And you realise, oh, a joke's been happening this whole time. But I don't know what the joke is. I mean, I get that joke. I kind of want you to enlighten me, but nothing funny's happened. Even on a mechanical level, there hasn't been like a a setup or a reverse or anything. There's just like the feeling that this is meant to be a joke has taken place. I mean, like it's not the it's not the greatest joke in the world. No, but it's. I mean, I can I can explain it if you actually want me to. Let's find out if I want you to. Is it just that he said something unusual and someone made a wry comment about it? Is that all it is? It's or a, is there it's more? A, it's a little more than that. Yeah, okay. So the, the entire joke with Zipper yeah. in that film yeah. is that, you know, all of these characters are in fact actors who yeah. were, you know, affecting a certain persona when they were on the TV show. And the comedy of Zipper's inclusion yeah. is the contrast between him being 
you know, the mute little animal sidekick on the TV show yeah. versus off screen. He's, you know, he's Very quite verbose. verbose. Yeah. He's got a deep voice. And apparently he's a sentient enough man yes. <laughs> that he married Gadget and had children with her. Yes. So, you know, they are approaching... <laughs> Sorry, as gadget standards, I feel, could be raised. It's just <laughs> sentient enough. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it, that I remember that scene. Yeah. It, it was towards the end of the film, yes. so it's like... That's why I can remember it, because I watched, I watched the first half when it was new. Couldn't bear to watch any more, and watched the second half today. Oh, really? Or yesterday. Well, okay. oh, yeah. But yeah, so they're approaching, like the the city where the final confrontation mm. is going to happen and then he's saying this in this way of like you know this kind of actorly way of yes i am hyping up the uh the drama of the situation that we're in yes and gadget speaks fondly of it in a sort of like see that's what i love about you know that's why i married this guy because yeah. he's so you know he's su- he, he's such a dramatic actor type yeah yeah so it's all that yes. that's what it is Okay, and, great. You know, the I, I is, didn't laugh no, actively at that. The, that's but, the problem, though. Yeah. Like, it all is technically a joke. I don't know that that's that much of a joke. I think that's just a character moment. Yeah, but, right, yes, yes, correct. But yeah. it, it's that thing, isn't it? The line, ah, there it is, the foreboding fortress on the horizon. Yeah. That's not good enough. That's just not good enough. It's not verbose enough. It's just talking wrong. And then for her to yeah. go, like, I love it when you that's a punchline I love it when you talk whatever like that is a punchline that's always a punchline and in this it's I love it when you talk talk fancy but the thing is it never elevates beyond that no no other jokes are funnier than that it's all that it's all like this sounds like a joke so that it gets to the point where yeah you'd have to like we could conceivably pick any number of lines and have an argument over whether they were supposed to be funny or not no I don't think (laughs) all right I'll show my hand here I liked it well enough yeah i did think it was funny when it wanted to be yeah it was, um, it, uh, it was funny a couple of times i'll agree with that um like i like i like i mean i know that i know that uh, the lonely island guys didn't write it themselves mm-hmm. but i like them i like andy sandberg and i like you know i like the lonely island's music and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh and they i like you know i like the audacity of what they tried here. Yeah. Like, it's a very... It's not a lazy way to approach this property. No. They, true. They've very gone... True. They've had, And this is where I say this film mm-hmm. deserved more than to just be dumped. Yeah. Because they've actually tried something here. Mm. We can argue about whether you it will, succeeded, yeah. but... I'll certainly agree that, like... As with the other things we've talked about, if yeah. this had been going to be released properly yeah. and had therefore been given more funds and revisions, yeah. then I'm, I'm sure it, it could have been something that I yeah. could tolerate. But there was a spark of genuine creativity to yes. this that and I And I appreciated. tell you what, I wouldn't be interested in, and that's an actual Rescue Rangers movie. No. I mean, I might watch it. I'm sure it'd be all right, but I don't if it, care. Like, if it was just a Disney Plus thing. Yeah, you know? but, yeah. but the thing is, that, that would be... Yeah. I did watch that every week. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I cared about it. But I don't care about it now, so no. This it was a better idea to do something yeah. interesting with it. And I think, yeah, I think it was bold to do yeah. it as this kind of Roger Rabbit type thing. I like that they, I like that they were able to push it into these, you know, slightly prickly aspects of like, um, 
you know, animation industry in-jokes and commentaries mm-hmm. on, like, you know, animation trends and, you know, the history of animation stuff. Yeah. I like I like almost everything about Rescue Rangers on paper. Yes, yes. Um, it's a bit like the Wii game Epic Mickey. Uh, in that yes. I, the idea they've got there is great, yeah. but... And congratulations for, like, yeah. just... Yeah. Doing it instead of just doing the lazy, you know, the Mickey Mouse needs to collect all the mushrooms yeah. Yeah. game that you might Absolutely, have Absolutely, yeah. But it didn't come out the way it could have done. No. And I think, yeah, I would absolutely put Rescue Rangers on an epic Mickey sort mm. of level, which is that, like, the amount that I like what you've tried mm. and that you tried anything mm. almost outweighs the fact that I think that there are crucial problems with the execution yeah. of it. What, what, what's remarkable about it is that someone dared suggest it and then yeah. whoever they suggested it to let them. Yeah. And, and, that, and, that, and that goes to small details in it. Like, it is weird that they... It's weird that they were able to put Ugly Sonic in it. Very weird. That's weird. How did they get the rights to that? And there is... And, like, that's... They did stuff in there that I didn't think I'd be able to be impressed by. Mm. With within that regard, yeah, because one of the things that makes Who Framed Roger Rabbit such an yeah. incredible film is what it represents at that time. Yeah, like the idea that like Disney were able to persuade Warner Brothers and all these other studios to sign off on handing their characters over like this. Mm. It was like it, at the time it was this once in a lifetime event that you know that literally they couldn't repeat. Yeah. They, they, they tried mm. and they couldn't get everyone to agree on it again right. whereas in 2022 or whatever it came out the idea of like oh look all of pop culture's icons mm. are in the one place that is not novel no. anymore it does not feel special to no. me in any sense it doesn't come as a surprise if anything kind of feels a bit grimy these days yeah um, but even with that said the inclusion of like ugly Sonic. That yeah, that 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 yeah. managed to recapture a bit of that feeling. It did. It yeah. did. I was like, how the hell have you done this? Yeah. Like, and I think that speaks to the comedy clout of Andy Samberg right, and his yeah. crew of people. Yeah, and that's probably how they got the whole thing greenlit in the first place. Yes, the trouble is, I just wish it had been funny. Like there, there were so many. <laughs> yeah. There were so many jokes throughout the film. I, I would, I would characterize the film as being mostly built on those on jokes like there's always a joke going on yeah in the way that my criticism of the strange world script is that each line has been punched up to be sassy hollywood talk yeah i would describe the same with this i think in in rescue rangers every line has to be what's the jokey version of that line or or what can we say to undermine that line or whatever there's there's always something coming next and certainly i don't remember finding any of them funny in the bit I watched recently, if there was a laugh that I experienced yeah. in the first, say, three quarters of an hour of it, then that might be another thing. But like, it was just so awful and tired. Like, I I hated it. I yeah, really, yeah. really hated it. And it really did get me thinking about that disdain for the audience thing that I have. But there's nothing more. There's nothing more unpleasant to watch than a comedy. Yeah, a fast-paced comedy yeah. that you don't find funny. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, th- like, I can only give you the most obvious basic level answer which is comedy is subjective yeah it just is like i don't have anywhere near this type of experience that you have with rescue (laughs) rangers but like one of one of the biggest reasons i i 
have, I have watched it twice and I can't get on board with the level of praise that the Mitchells versus the Machines gets mm. is I don't find it very funny. Right. I just don't. I just, I think like, I just don't. Like, Fair enough, it's yeah. like, I, I watch that film and I just feel like 90% of these jokes feel like podcast riffs. <laughs> that like, yeah. You know, the oh, oh, podcast riffs off, off a podcast that I don't listen to. <laughs> um, and, you know, the the few that were like, oh, no, that's just a solidly crafted joke. Is they, I re- found them relatively few and far between. Yeah. But everyone loves that film, and they love it because they think it's funny. Cause yeah, they have I, th- a d- I remember thinking it was funny. Yeah, because they... I can't remember it very well, but yeah. I can remember one bit that I f- thought was so funny yeah. that it's apparently chiselled itself as a core memory. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which one was it? Out of interest. You well, it's more of a visual image. It, I'll, I'd know it when I saw it. It's, okay. it's the bit where the two robots suddenly do something amusing with their heads. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like with that. I know what you, I know the they type. Start going, yeah. They start going, like, ah, and their heads go around and they shoot sparks because they're confused or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, like, I thought, I, with a lot of that, I was like, I laughed at it in the moment, yeah. but it, but it was that. Yeah. A lot of why I was laughing at it was that Socialized social response. Response yeah. of that. I understand that there was a yeah. fairly well executed punchline yeah, yeah. there. I didn't find it that funny, but like, I'm not going to not laugh, am I? I'm not going <laughs> to yeah, That'd be here. rude. Yeah. They so went like, to so much trouble. In Stoney's. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They went to so much trouble. But like, you know, I, I went back and watched it again and I didn't get that much more out of it. Right. Um, and like, yeah, I mean, you know that, you know yeah. this is true. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, uh, and that. What I don't want to meet is whoever it was who really sincerely found this Rescue Rangers funny most of the time. Like, yeah. there's jokes in it that are yeah. good. Um, and. Yeah, like, oh, do you know what? I am starting to think that a couple of times I did laugh in the last portion. But, like, it's so... It, every line is like a joke. Yeah. And it's and some of them are like a joke. And it that when yeah. you get to that point, when you're just saying, like, rah, 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 and, and it isn't funny. They're just yeah. saying a line, but in a way that's a joke. Yeah. I'm like, oh, leave me alone. That's not good. <laughs> Why are you giving me this? How dare you? <laughs> Like I said, I've said this to you before, but that's why, because you have the propensity to rant like this about comedy you don't like. Yeah. I found it immensely gratifying when on a recent episode of STCTV, <laughs> you had a guest who just didn't find Decap Attack funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, because yeah. it was it was entertaining watching you be on the other side yeah, of that yeah. and be like, yeah, what about this joke? And he was just like... I don't know, man. It was just like, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I remember that was one that Chris didn't find. I can't remember who that was, but it was someone who didn't know about Decap Attack. Yeah. Like, why is this in my comic about Sonic? Yeah. Yeah. And you were sort of sat there mystified. like, yeah, because it's funny. It's really funny. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Yeah. that's always going to come up with something like that. Like it was, it was going for a very specific type of comedy and Mm, bad. I don't. I don't think it was the. I, I like honestly by the standards of that type of comedy. I don't think it's great. Yeah. I think it's okay enough that I yeah. was like, yeah, I, I can be entertained. It could have been that I knew it was written by comedians, so I'm sitting there mm. going like, well, I've seen things by comedians <laughs> that were funny. Yeah. Where is it? That might, yeah. That that might be it because yeah. it just it felt like something written by any old dickhead, mm. like just any old. Writer I don't know who's who the trying screen- to come up with jokes. I don't know who the screenwriter is. Like, I, oh, what like, do the comedians do then? 
Well, they were they they directed and starred in it, and I mm. guess they probably punched some stuff up yeah, yeah. during the filming of it and all that. But like the you know, it's not the Lonely Island guys. None of them are the credited screenwriters sure, okay. of that film. So I don't know where the script originally came. Yeah, like from. perhaps they should have been then. Maybe it was a, the thing is the story is a great framework yeah. on which to hang loads of jokes. Yeah, and instead it was just sort of the kind of joke they were doing was like just like I'm saying what's on screen. That's weird. And someone else going like, too much information or whatever. <laughs> just come say something funny. There was there was too much look. Oh, I know what it reminded me of. It yeah. reminded me of the, vo- the, the, the verbose threads that have been posted on social media recently about the Velma show. Yeah. About how its only joke is, can you believe I just said that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what I got out of this. That's how yeah. I felt. Like, I- look at this, right? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Now do something funny now! I get that you've put He-Man in! Yeah. The thing with Rescue Rangers that I'll give it is some of the things that it did, I was taken aback by. Um, Like Ugly Sonic. Honestly, one of my bigger complaints with Rescue Rangers is there's stuff in there where I was like, yeah, you did just do that. I don't think you should have. Mm, Yeah. You know? Like... Those are the ones. Those are the ones where I get quite hostile. Yeah, where yeah. they do something they shouldn't, and they yeah. go, "Weird, we did that, right?" And I, and I go, "Yes, yes, you shouldn't have done that." And like, <laughs> I don't, I kind of don't want to get into it too much because I find it quite distasteful. <laughs> okay. the, th- the thing with the the Peter Pan. Yes, thing. no, exactly. Yeah, that yeah. was always hanging over it. Yeah, and that, yeah, it does hang over it, doesn't it? Yeah, like they could have chosen anyone else. Yeah, except Peter Pan or Jiminy Cricket. Anyone else? Oh, they do that with Jimmy Cricket. Same story. Okay, Died yeah. in poverty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in case you don't know what we're talking about, it's one of the key villains of the Rescue Rangers movie. Is like, he's Peter Pan, but he's grown up, and now he's, like, a crime boss. And this is because... But he's also a, a waste, isn't he? He's just, yeah. like, his whole life has gone and to it's rot. Specifically because, yeah, in this universe, they're all actors. So, he was a child actor who played Peter Pan. Yeah. And then when he grew aged out of that type of role, you know, the industry discarded him and, Mm. you know, he turned to a life of, like, you know, a a very unpleasant life, which is exactly what happened to the actor who played Peter Pan. And it was very largely Disney's fault in a lot of ways. And so the the only get-out I can give them from that is ignorance. Uh, Yeah, no, same. On the part of the writers and stars. They can't... They can't have meant to be that cruel. No, no yeah, but you'd so, never would put you'd never put that out. No, but if that's the case, and I absolutely accept that as the case, that they're not that cruel, they're yeah. not that mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they're really stupid. Yeah, that's so like like who didn't tell them exactly? It's not on them to know that necessarily. Yeah, yeah. but that's this a is fact Disney. that some people in the world know and others don't. Sure, that people hopefully working at Disney would know. You'd think. <laughs> You'd think someone would have told them yeah. at some point in the lengthy process yeah. between like the whole the whole time of getting it pitched, the whole time working on the story, the whole time of working out the, the getting the script all sorted out, yeah. and then the ten minutes it took someone to render the whole awful animation throughout the film. <laughs> I'll get it looked that. awful. Yeah, I'll get onto that afterwards. But yes, I agree. Yeah, that should have been screened out yeah. so early, and it wasn't. Yeah, and. You know, it's a it's really like a black mark on the experience of watching it. You're just like, yeah, really, really, yeah. It's just it's such an unpleasant, yeah. sad thing yeah. to allude yeah. to. Yeah, because um, he died as well, and yeah, young and like and rejected and did he? 
I feel like he did. I don't know. No one really knows who oh. found him, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awful, awful story. Yeah. And, like, yeah. And they're ripping the piss out of him. I don't think on purpose. No, but the film is. No, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It can't be on purpose. Yeah. Because you... You'd have to be a sociopath. Yeah, yeah. I don't know enough about these guys to yeah. know if they are or not. But if they if they are, this is when we found out. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And why didn't anyone go, ooh, uh, we're not putting that on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. Pick a different character. Yeah. I get why they chose him, because that's the boy who never grew up or whatever. Yeah. Like, so he's the obvious yeah, choice. Yeah, and that's the joke they did. But they yeah. could have done another joke, like... They could have. Yeah. But, yeah. The other thing about it is, like, you know... I know we've ended up talking about this one film a lot, but I guess there's a lot to talk about with it. Um, it's an interesting film because it's a film that simultaneously it's like it pays it pays tribute to and also rips the piss out of Robert Zemeckis. Mm, yeah, <laughs> like so it's like <laughs> yeah. you know it, it cl- absolutely like very harshly clowns on you know his less popular work of recent years, but overall it's this. I don't think they're very recent anymore. <laughs> latter half of his career let's call it uh but like on the other hand um you know it it is this big tribute to sort of his best works and in doing so though and this is i don't know who to blame here whether this is a disney no it is a disney issue it is a disney issue no one involved has understood how hard it was to make that film yeah and how much resource you need to make that film and how much expertise you need to make that film I mean like which one was it who directed it Akiva Shaffer I think it was and like you know he's a funny comedian and you know I I think he's directed Lonely Island produced projects before but I have not seen anything from him to suggest that he's the level of technical virtuoso that Robert Zemeckis is Mm. And needed to be to make Who Framed Roger Rabbit work. Yeah. And I think there was a assumption that, yeah, but it's like 30 years later, so presumably we can just do it. Mm-hmm. We can do what was so hard for him back yeah. then today with off-the-shelf tools. Yeah. No, you can't, no. as it turns out. Because, yeah, I agree. It looks r- real off bad. Off-the-shelf tools is right. Like, it, it, I wouldn't... I'd believe it if someone said that, like, those Chippendale models were off the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were just from a pack you can get with Unity or something. Kinda, yeah. Like, I didn't have that big a problem with the ones who are, like, just CGI. Like, Dale yeah. is like, whatever. Okay. He's alright, but he never has the sp- he never has the life behind his eyes that a good CG character no. does. But he's not as bad as the ones that are meant to look like they're old 2D characters. No, they look dreadful. It looks, it looks like a I don't know, PlayStation 2 game. Or yeah, something. it does. It absolutely does. Throughout, they never look right. They no. never in any sense come close to capturing what an actual cartoon no, looks like. They don't even resemble it. The, yeah. the, the central conceit fails because yeah. it's it's that only one of the characters from Rescue Rangers has upgraded himself to modern CG. And that's quite a good joke. Yeah. Oh, you got the surgery. Yeah, it's yeah. like, like an aging uh, actor thing. Get yeah. it. Great. That's good. The problem is they did not employ any 2D animators to do the Rescue Rangers characters. Other characters, they did. There is 2D animation yeah, in like this Like He-Man and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, d- d- just background characters. So yeah. I guess it must just be too expensive. Maybe, yeah. But, uh... but they didn't even do DuckTales style. They made 3D models. Yeah. And they just put a Wind Waker filter over it. They yeah. just did... Or a Sonic uh, uh, Shuffle filter. And lowered the frame rate on them. Yeah, oh yeah, I didn't even notice that. So yeah. yeah. And like, 
It it looks disgusting. Yeah. It's awful. And the whole, sorry, the whole central conceit I was trying to say is yeah. that they're the ones that are the same as they were in the 80s. And they keep showing clips of them in the 80s, and it's totally different. Yeah. There's not a single thing in common. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just doesn't work. It thinks the audience are idiots and won't notice that these are 3D. Yeah. What? Who watching Disney Plus hasn't played a video game? They know about this stuff. They know how to spot 3D when they see it. I, I, here's the thing. You're like, uh, this is where you and I differ on yes. some of these issues. I like. I very rarely attribute things to malice uh, in, yeah, yeah. in stuff like this. I think it's purely a budget issue. And oh, thi- yeah. And sure, this is yeah. this and I just think this is the best they could do on mm. a Disney Plus original budget. Yeah. Coming back to the original point. I agree with which that. is that like and but like I also think the yeah, I think Akiva Shaffer maybe underestimates how hard it is to make mm. the film around that as well. Yeah. I can't remember who it was <clears throat> which who the actress was. Uh, I, I her name has escaped me completely uh but who was playing you know the main their main human like uh the, the detective friend. lady yeah the detective yeah. lady Is it kiki lane something like that um but again she has she in her performance has clearly not got the level of support mm. that robert zemeckis would have given yeah. to the actors yeah. In who framed Roger Rabbit to convincingly act mm. in a film like this because the performance isn't very good and I don't think it's her fault. No. I think it's because she's in a room full of nothing. Yeah. Um, and the yeah, like ev- everyone involved from the people who set the budget to the directors and everything, you know, that's why I'm like, you guys are taking pot shots at Robert Zemeckis in this movie <laughs> whilst. You know, very aggressively proving that you are nowhere in Robert Zemeckis's league as directors. And yeah. Well, that's what the whole thing felt like to me. Yeah. It felt like taking the piss out of stuff they didn't respect. Yeah. And there was a lot of that across the board. Yeah. Like, like and, and I don't mind them being, you know, I don't, I don't mind them making fun of cartoons. Yeah, being iconoclastic like. about Rescue yeah, Rangers. Exactly. Or whatever, yeah, exactly. And I, and I don't care enough about Rescue Rangers. I haven't rewatched it. Yeah, it, it, it's, I'm sure it's on Disney Plus, and I'm yeah. not watching. It. I don't care. It's fine. Yeah. But at the same time, it feels like someone who's never seen it going like, "Oh, I was stupid, wasn't it?" <laughs> you know, like when they made, like yeah. when they brought the first Doctor back in Doctor Who, and they had him say all these sexist jokes. Because like, oh, but remember back oh, did in the they day? do that? Yeah, okay. and he didn't. That's not yeah. what William Hartnell's Doctor used to right, do. Right, I see. Yeah, um, okay. There's like one line that it's based on, but in context, it means something else. Yeah. It? It's like that. It's yeah. like you've not seen it. You don't know about it, and you so shut up. Yeah, so shut up. Now this, I got more of a sense that they yeah. they had they did know the things they were talking about. Yeah, but there was just this feeling that any minute now they were like, yeah. no, they don't actually. They're yeah. just here to be sarcastic, and yeah. they're not taking this job seriously. I didn't actually find it a cynical film overall. Well, with the exception of the fact that, you know, the, the Peter Pan stuff aside, which I genuinely think is accidental. The what? The Peter Pan? The Peter Pan thing <laughs> aside. The Peter Pan Yes, the Peter Pan thing aside. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. Which I think was accidental. Like, it's just the fact that, like, also, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, like, the noir plotline of that mm. was quite good. Yeah. And the thing that it comes back around to is genuine social commentary on like 
you know, the capitalist dismantling of, like, uh, uh, LA's public transport system or, yeah. uh, and all that, you know, picking up on genuine sort yeah. of interesting historical themes about that and, like, you know, persecuted minorities and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, in the lightest touch way, but lightest it was touch- about that. It yeah. was. Whereas, like, uh, Rescue Rangers played with a lot of the same concepts and themes and, like, you know, potentially dark things like human trafficking rings and stuff like mm. that. And But ultimately the point it kind of ends up coming around to is, like, if you think about it, the greatest evil in this world are people who make knockoffs of our cartoons. <laughs> like, yeah. if you think about it, aren't those cheap movies that you see in, like, DVD aisles, are they not a little bit like human trafficking? <laughs> I'm like, not really, not Disney. Really, no. 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 And, and in the end, I'm like, isn't this, wasn't this the moral of food fight? <laughs> And at least it was relevant then. <laughs> How long's it been since Ratatouille came out? I <laughs> know, yeah. Yeah, it's not even a big thing. Like, when was the last time you saw one of those? Like when that when Ratatouille came out, yeah. you saw them on the shelf, yeah. the DVD shelf in Asda every yeah. time you went in. There was loads of them. Yeah. I haven't seen one in donkey's years. No, because people don't buy DVDs anymore. No, right, no. What 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 knockoff streaming service is this a joke about? <laughs> Disney exclamation mark yeah, Disney minus yeah. yeah no I know very strange so that was odd like I said it was just they attempted it was jokes for old people that's the thing yeah presented in a thing that was it, like the tone of it was like it was anything on Disney plus it's like yeah. hey kids watch this the thing like I said I'm torn on that film between mm. respecting what it's trying mm. and criticising how far short they fall of a yeah, lot of it yeah but my overarching point about it is that would have been a movie in the cinema. Mm. It would have been. in Like, yeah. five years ago, that would have been a yeah, film in the cinema. Yeah, there's no straight-to-DVD version of that. Not at all. And then they may maybe they would have given it the money it needed to at yeah. least look right. Yeah. And then maybe they would have upped the kind of the yeah. level of attention to detail to some of this other stuff, too. Yeah. Because it's clearly spent quite a bit of money on it. Yeah. It's, quite, it's quite a creative undertaking. And it's clear, it's not just something that they've just crapped out mm. and it isn't just um them looking through their own catalogue of stuff they already own to do like a brand laundering to exercise do, yeah yeah it, which they could have done because like they own most of cartoons yeah but it had sonic in it and i haven't been through to see what else they put in there that they don't well, like he-man and you know well, I don't, they might don't, own those I don't they, know. they don't no uh no there, there was a lot of stuff they they did they did bring a lot of stuff together for yeah. that and I just wish that it received the care and attention it needed to be at least the best version of itself. Oh, a, a bit that I was sad about was the the, the Ant Man joke, where they yeah. brought in which Paul Rudd. they brought in Paul Rudd just to make a bad joke and then call back to it in the credits as if it had been a really good joke. Yeah, and it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. It was nothing. Yeah, mm. yeah, but. And Here's this, a poster for it, Ant Man. There's the answer. So you get it. Like, oh. Yeah, it's not anything. No. <laughs> but Hate yeah, this sort of film, honestly. Like, <laughs> but it should have been a film. Yeah, it should have been a film. Yeah. That would have been a film, mm. even even a few years ago. And like, ultimately, I feel like all of this stuff. Were, were, you know, I mean, it feels like a long time ago. But we were talking about Strange World. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, I think this is going to be more than one episode. I think so. Yeah. But yeah, th- there's that. There's all this stuff now, and. Be- <laughs> 
when we were going to talk about... We've been talking so long, you've got your voice back. I have, yeah, it's weird that, isn't it? <laughs> it's another day. <laughs> yeah, it's, re- it's grown back in. Um, it's... When we were originally going to do the Hocus Pocus slash Disenchanted episode... Yeah. That was that was going to be a pretty miserable episode, I tell you <laughs> what. Because we would have been talking about all of this basically with no possible light at the end of the tunnel, in a way. Because it kind of just felt like at that time, that, God, is this what Disney is now? It's like, you know, like, there was a feeling to me at the end of the year. It's like... Yeah, you know, my main creative outlet right now is a Disney podcast. And, like, <laughs> Disney are not in a good way yeah. at the minute. But now, maybe we can we can look at the fact that, yeah, well, Bob Chapek was fired overall. Ah, oh, I was on tenterhooks to find yeah. out what the light at the end of the tunnel was. Um, which at least... We p- are exiting a Disney era. We, we may be. Yeah. And, like, look. Wouldn't it be nice if we could all just say, like, well, why should I care about who's the CEO of the company (laughs) or whatever? Yeah. It matters. And it's always mattered with Disney, you know? With with Disney, yeah. With Disney specifically, you can judge uh, the direction of the company under different CEOs. and You know, like, each CEO has their own legacy, and Bob Chapek's legacy is miserable. <laughs> it's awful. It was just a string of like, almost a string of like public relations disasters, creative. That sounds a bit because I've I've heard it before, but I don't remember it, and listeners might not know at all. Ah, like uh, it's he didn't do a great job. I mean, like, look, it was <laughs> that'll do. Yeah, <laughs> he was handed a bit of a. Here's the thing. He was handed a little bit of a difficult remit. Uh-huh. Because, like, so... Bob Iger, uh, widely known for having, like, one of the most successful tenures at any company ever. Like, right. you know, he... Disney became the sort of the, the Hollywood-eating mach- machine mm, yeah. that they are today under Bob Iger. And, like, you know... Under so him, it's good from a particular sort of perspective. <laughs> but the thing is, like, his reign also coincided with a lot of like creative peaks yeah. and stuff like that. You know, like the whole second Disney Renaissance came under him. Yeah. You know, so many great Pixar movies. Like, you know, all the best parts of Marvel happened mm-hmm. under him, mm-hmm. and like, you know, he gradually put together. You know, I, you know, he was he was the one who pushed for like. Marvel, Lucasfilm, Pixar, and all these to kind of come under under Disney's umbrella. And, like, his big blowout finale year was, like, 2019. That was, like, that was him putting all the final pieces in the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> like, you know, it was this massive year where that was the year they finalized the deal to buy Fox, yeah. which is insane. Yeah. Um, a bad thing for the industry for sure but yeah. good for disney yeah. uh it was the year they kind of they just fired all their guns at once in terms of their movie like output avengers endgame star wars episode 9 aladdin remake lion king remake mm-hmm. every single one of like the biggest thing that they still had left mm, yeah. they released them all in that year seemingly with the idea that like and just after I've left, 
the cornerstone will come in on like that seals the entire legacy of me forever which is the launch of disney plus when all of all of those huge films that we released in 2019 will be there on disney plus to be the selling points of disney plus it's you remember all that massive earth-shaking stuff we made last year well, welcome to its new exclusive streaming home. Yeah. And the, his legacy would be sealed forever. Now, in the years since, we've actually seen that a lot of that vision uh, <laughs> had a lot of very negative consequences. And I feel like Bob Chapek ended up holding the can <laughs> for all of it. And the pandemic happened at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Uh, but he flubbed loads of it, you know? He, he, he got into that huge kind of like almost legal dispute with Scarlett Johansson over like the moving of Black Widow into into a streaming release like there was all the stuff about like you know the the kind of the flubbed closing and reopening of the Disney parks where it's like you know people Mm. like is this safe or not Mm. Um, he was the guy in charge when there was that whole controversy in like florida about the whole don't say gay Mm. laws and stuff like that that's what i've heard the most about him regarding yeah and he kind of made it the worst of all worlds in that he initially tried to sort of play both sides um and be like well yeah we we're going to support the politicians but don't worry we're also we're all hey look it's the first it's the first gay disney character over here that's our activism yeah and then everyone was like that's bull and then he's like uh okay so we're going to oppose the law and but then because he's been visibly seen to have been forced out of the position that gave all the right-wing politicians the opportunity to pounce and do all those laws against them in that country and Mm. he's had a lot of big challenges to deal with and he's them all. <laughs> uh, and in the meantime the quality of so much of like their flagship brands has dipped significantly or other things have gone wrong you know uh, most people would agree marvel have kind of gone off the boil yeah. in the years since then star wars has been in this sort of uncertain holding pattern mm. pixar got really pissed off by the fact that so many of those their films in a row all got dumped straight to disney plus um yeah, like Soul, Luca. Oh, I know the films did. I just didn't realize there was Pixar have pushed back on that. Yeah, no, they were very unhappy hmm. because at the same time, Dis, Dis, Walt Disney Animation Studios yeah. movies were getting at least hybrid releases, or you know, the uh, Disney pre the other all access thing, yeah. whatever it was called, the premium pass thing that they did for Raya and uh, yeah. a few other films. But they were at least getting that treatment of like well yes of course you'll want to pay extra for this yeah. whereas Pixar is like no whatever just have it for free yeah. and so that was very demoralizing yeah, to them I can imagine, yeah. and then yeah as we've just discussed with Strange <laughs> World I mean like yeah they, they've released a few films under uh, in the Chapek era and only one of them was any good mm. and yeah it's just an era of misery then mm. capped off by the fact that like the thing that they were all placing all their faith in it's like yeah but this was all part of our transition to disney plus oh you've lost a billion dollars on disney plus specifically all right just just get out of here then (laughs) so that's where we're left we're left with this disney plus that we're all becoming disillusioned with and that they are that they are yeah among yeah in a in a marketplace where 
streaming seems to be collapsing. It's but, a bubble yeah, that's bursting. But there's not really anything else to move up. Like, the audience still wants to just sit on this over and use streaming services. So, like, we don't know where to go. No. There's nothing to replace it once it's burst. That's just going. It's gonna be. A, it's gonna be a rough few months. Yeah. Um. As we get used to not having any power. Uh. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But luckily, we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. It's all yeah, right. It'll cut to us going like, well, it was a, it was a tricky few months, and we're watching a streaming. Show. <laughs> yeah. So Iger's got a lot on Eye his player pl- or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Iger has a lot on his plate yeah. here. Like, um, I don't know what he's gonna do with it. Like. It's tough, and like like I said, I saw that article literally today yeah. saying that about the you know maybe looking at shopping Disney content back out to other other providers and broadcasts. That feels like a portent, doesn't it? What's that going to be? I don't know. It could just be exploratory. Yeah. It could be just like letting them have it for a while, or like you know doing more active deals to get them put on broadcast TV and stuff. Yeah, like that it again. could be that. Like, yeah. and, and I've I've got nothing against you know Mandalorian season one showing up on. On TV, yeah. On anything, or Amazon or any, like, all the services. I already yeah. had it first, it's fine. Like, yeah, put it on TV. Yeah. Let, you know, let, I don't know, in this country or whatever, let ITV have it, yeah. put it on on Saturday nights or something like oh, that. Oh, that'd be great, actually. Imagine, God, Mandalorian is such a Saturday night ITV sort of a thing you'd want to watch. Right? Like, Get it on there, yeah. That kind of thing wouldn't be too bad. No. But if what they're going to do is take all the stuff out of the... That's oh, what it's if yeah. if, you, if they take it off. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. But on the other hand though it's like I don't they're between a rock and a hard place. Sorry. On the other hand Delorean. On the other hand They're in a bit of a rock and they're between a rock and a hard place on a lot of this stuff because yeah. as we've just said the way that their stuff is their library now it's just sat there. Yeah. And yeah I can watch it anytime but like it's just there in a big pile now. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, I never, ever thought anything would happen that would make me kind of feel like, I think I understand the Disney vault. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That was, look, on some levels, yes, it's anti-consumer. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree that it is. Yeah. And that's why we push back at it at the time. But I do understand the line of logic that it is this opportunity for them to keep reintroducing people to their old movies as an event. Yeah, and they, of course, will have thought about it in purely capitalist terms that are, like, tiresome. But from our perspective... They might have thought about both. Yeah, from our perspective, it's like... They had a way of keeping the films special. Yeah. Now, that is harder now because there's billions of them. Yeah. Back when they were doing that, there was, like, Bambi and Snow White and Cinderella, and you could name them all, the ones that mattered. There weren't actually that many. Now there's loads. Um, And it is a bit different. It's just... It's a glut of content, and we've just reached this point where none of it matters anymore, and who cares? That's not a good place to end no. up. That can't be the end destination for for you know for Disney. Sort of has to be though. This is, a, and I think this is. I think this goes beyond Disney. I think this is a yeah. problem that we have culturally, generally. Like when now that we've got now that we've got streaming, which is a worse experience than TV because it's a better one. <laughs> <laughs> It's better. We like yeah. it more. It's better. I can like I can just be like I'm going to watch this and I and I can. Yeah. Whereas before you had to wait for something to be on. Yeah. But you cared so much more. The emotion was more and yeah. better. 
Yeah. Like, yes, you did. You, and, the, the, I'm thinking of my collections of things I'd taped off the telly yeah. that felt so special yeah. because I had done that. Yeah. So now I had those things and I could watch them whenever. It's absolutely the distinction between getting a new game on mm. Christmas Day because mm. you asked for it and you waited all month for it versus I picked up 20 games yesterday on the Steam sale. Mm. Uh, I don't know what half of them are. I heard this one was vaguely good or whatever, but they're just going to sit there now forever and I may never ever touch any of them or even remember that I own them. Mm. It's the difference between those two things. I can point at what it's like. Can you see there on that table, to the left of what I assure you is a record player? Okay, yes. To the left of that is a stack of boxes. Yeah. Those are PlayStation 3 games yeah. that I've never touched. You can yeah. see more of them under the table, stacked yeah. up on the thing. Someone just gave Abby a big stack of PS3 boxes, because yeah. they were, they were uh, games, because they were done with them at work. Yeah. And some of them are great. Some of them are things I'd want to play. Yeah. Not like this, no, though. not in a big heap, not in a big pile. Yeah! And for the sake of accuracy and politeness, I've been asked to point out that actually Abby did play these games because she did have a context for them which was given to her by whoever it was that gave them to her. Clearly, this is either a confirmation of our theory or it's just that Abby's quite nice and doesn't start waxing psychological whenever somebody gives her something instead of just enjoying it. What is it about things being in a big pile that makes them worse? <laughs> and people think that we can talk ourselves out of that mindset, yeah. but we can't. Mm. This is... <laughs> the people in Strange World wouldn't have this problem at all, I'm sure, because <laughs> they're not really human. But here in the real world where we have actual social problems, <laughs> that is how our brains work. Yeah. Something needs to be special mm. for us. So we need to be told that something's special mm. for us to make treat it as special. If it's just dumped on our lap in a big yeah. pile, some of us mm. might discover it mm, for yeah. ourselves. But most and there's people, gold to be found in that. When you yeah. do that, you can have a great memory and have a great time. Yeah. But, but when? why would you? Unlike, the thing is, on the other hand, look at two of... Look at the two biggest movies of last year. Okay. Avatar The Way of Water and Top Gun Maverick. Mm -hmm. Two films that very, very kind of possessively clung to by like individual creators with a lot of clout mm. you know bigger whether it's Tom Cruise or James Cameron they have almost bigger clout than the studios who mm. are asking them to do things yeah. and they jealously like especially in Tom Cruise's case with Top Gun Maverick there was numerous offers during the pandemic to be like can we have Top Gun Maverick put on the streaming service they're like no no, no, this is going in cinemas mm. and it's going exclusively in cinemas mm. for we'll, we'll wait, mm. we'll wait till everyone comes back but we're waiting, mm. we're not this is the only place for it um, and you know you know how long the Avatar sequels have been put back and back yeah. and back and back to the point that they were a running joke yeah. um, but the payoff is we waited for those things when they came out they were treated by everyone involved in the production and uh, marketing of them as like, this is special, everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, you gotta come and see this. You're, you know, your eyes are gonna be freaking popping out your skull. And this is the only place you can see it. Mm. And it's gonna be the only place you can see it for a good long while. Like, you know, Top Gun Maverick came out in like, 
what july or something like that in the cinema and it came to like paramount plus and like um home media and stuff in like right towards the end of the year yeah. it was a normal theatrical yeah. window like they used to have yeah, yeah like what we think is normal yeah yeah and same with avatar it's yeah. like that's not that is not coming to disney plus next week no not until cameron has been satisfied that no i want everyone who ever wanted to see this in a cinema to get a chance to see mm. it because it's the only pl- it's the only show in town for a film like this and hey lo and behold these are blockbusters on the level that most people think are imp- is impossible now mm. and maybe maybe those two are two of the only people powerful enough in hollywood at this point to actually have the clout to push through that model mm. against the tide mm. but god i hope people are looking at those and learning a lesson from it yeah it's like yeah if you make a film that's big and special and treat it as special and convince people that it's special then they'll show up for it i mean i guess it's different though with films like that because those are huge special effects blockbusters mm. like it might be harder to get anyone to come back for the next disney film mm. or you know the next steven spielberg drama or something like that you know like it broke my heart the west side story bombed yeah what the hell it was really good yeah and i just saw the fablemans like last week his yeah. new film it's so sad because it's like it's this is like steven spielberg sort of semi-autobiographical piece about his own life and he has like a little video introduction at the beginning of the movie where it's like oh hi i'm really glad that you've come out to see this movie in the cinema where it was meant to be seen because it's a love letter to cinema and all that stuff and it's like it's the freaking lowest grossing movie of his entire career Hmm. it made less than like his first films i don't know how much the clock can be turned back on some of this stuff Um, not without really taking away stuff that they've set up and, and yeah. really because they'd be made a fool of if they if they went do you know what this isn't working and they turned off Disney Plus they couldn't do that they'd, they'd look like idiots it'll be a rough few months yeah <laughs> but, and, well, and that's another thing yeah. how do they you know they'll have to find a way to turn this around yeah without stealing from us yeah yeah kind you know of I mean? yeah or, or feeling like that yeah yeah I know exactly what you mean but how do they do that? When they get when the thing they've given us to steal, we, sh- we shouldn't have had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And in a sense, it's some stuff that we've been asking for forever. Yeah, yeah. But it is a bit of a be careful what you wish for situation. Yeah. Maybe there was a right way to do this. I don't know. Like it's so strange. Disney should be on top of this. We're at the part of the story where the wishes have gone wrong. Yeah, they know how to do this. How yeah, to sort this I know. out. We have to free Disney. <laughs> We have to think Disney or free. Yeah. Well, I don't Richard know. Richard Brady cancelling subscription. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Disney of old. Modern Disney, as we've seen, yeah. their answer is, don't worry, I'll be fine in a year. <laughs> <laughs> How? Dunno. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. There's, we're at a turning point, mm. clearly. I hope they find the right answers because... I don't know. There are certain aspects of the troubles that they're in that feel existential a little yeah, bit. Like, no. not that I think Disney will disappear. No, of course of not. Of course not. It can't. No. Just the bits we like about it might. Or, or key aspects of bits yeah. that we like might. And this is it's gonna be really interesting. And because you can't you can't turn the clock back. Mm. Either they're gonna have to come up with something brand new that 
ticks the boxes of what used to be good and special about what they did, or they're going to have to find a way to trick us. <laughs> Not us, maybe. Maybe we'll see what's happening, but just your average bloke, mm. you know? And no wonder they turned back to Bob Iger. Yeah. You know, no wonder they went back to like, what well, we absolutely can't hire a new person mm. here. We have to go and get the most successful guy that there's ever been at this job who's still alive. Yeah. And let see if he can work it out. And if he doesn't, Ooh. then kind of got out for us. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, strange world indeed. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that on that cheerily ominous note... I think that's about all I, I have to we're say. Done. Yeah, that's that covered. Yeah, that's that covered. So over to you, Bob. Three out of ten, Strange Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a recommendation, but it might come up on your algorithm anyway, and at that point, you'll just passively let it yeah. pour into your eyes and mouth. Yeah, not a, not a recommendation. Might bring down the Disney Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> As the latest in a long domino yeah, long run of dominoes of their own stacking. Of their own stacking, yeah. So, yeah, we'll <laughs> see what happens with that. Until until then, though. Yeah. Uh, um, we'll see what else we can talk about. Won't yeah. We? Well, we, we, there's all films to watch. Y- yes, there? as we've just said, there's a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of things. I feel like, you, you know, look, one, one, if we can get back some momentum on our project here then there's loads of stuff that we can do i mean there's still live action remakes to do that's it you know like maybe subconsciously we're putting it off because i think it is dumbo next but yeah i'm quite quite look, looking forward to that and yeah all your christopher robin and things oh yeah no it was christopher robin next is that next that, i oh, think that that's is next. better oh yeah. that'd be nice there we have go. you seen the stage musical they're doing of of winnie the pooh no it's all gonna be little fluffy felty toys and stuff. Oh. They're all they're, they're doing puppetry, but is with it little... Disney? Yeah, but it looks like the original oh, okay, illustrations. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. it might be quite good. Okay. In Maybe... fact, it might have started. Let me see if there's a trailer or anything. It's on now. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this will be Disney's future. Hey. <laughs> By the way, I've been posting for about two years now. That they said Aladdin, the Broadway musical, was coming out on Disney Plus this month. Like, twenty, I think it was October 2020 it was supposed to come out. Yeah. They filmed it. Yeah. It's got the real Jafar in it. <laughs> Not releasing it. They said it was it was scheduled to come out. Yeah. Late October, uh, sorry, late 2020. And it didn't. And they've still not brought it out. Yeah, but you have to think, though, there's not enough room in Disney Plus. Yeah, true. It's full. Yeah. Hocus Pocus 2 needed to come out. Exactly, yeah. So they, you know, they, they've they've written off the, the live Aladdin for tax purposes. Yeah, I mean, they might have done, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> hopefully hopefully see you again. Uh, depending. Yeah. We'll see. Go away. <laughs> yes, and if you want more serious business, then I think you've learned by now to be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Go away. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, let's not stop recording until we observe how long it is. Four and a half, we've done worse. We have done worse. All right. Yeah. A treat for the listener. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
You can contact us if you like, seriousdisney at gmail.com or at seriousdisney on Twitter. And if you like the podcast and you want it to continue without just sort of fizzling away as many podcasts do, then the best way to do that is to go over onto Apple Podcasts and give us a good review and five stars, because then the algorithms deliver us to new listeners. And if you're looking for something else to listen to now, uh, go and check out Sonic the Comic, the podcast. That's another thing I do. Okay, thanks. Bye.